0: to podcasting the friends movie edition i'm nick moffitt and i'm here with derek deal hey. and brandon bolby hey guys today we're going to be previewing the upcoming movie releases being released in fall of 2017 we will first be going through the major studio releases in chronological order and briefly describing the plot who's in it and what we are excited about with it after that we'll preview some of the smaller indie movies that we have on our radar before wrapping up Um, I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like the beginning of a season is really exciting for movies, you know, because you have this like fresh calendar and uh, you don't know what's going to be good or not, but it's like you have all these like fresh tomatoes coming out that you just don't know what's going to be
1: good or whatever. So which ones are going to be great? Which ones are going to disappoint? Which ones will be rotten? (laughs) No, no. I think also fall is just like a really colorful season. Like we get a lot of like very specific toned movies for this season, you know, dark darker, and we get a lot of horror movies in October and totally. And it's like uh, then there's a, a couple big blockbusters, but there's a
0: lot of indies that come out, and like that's when the first glimpses of Oscar season start coming out too, where. Mm-hmm. I look at the calendar and I'm like, okay, which of these movies are going to be sticking around for like Oscar talk or which ones are just going to be flopping and never talked about again.
2: Yeah. I feel like fall is as good as winter season, except for it's less work because all the movies come out, even though there's tons of good Oscar indies, they're more obvious and in your face in the winter, you kind of have to like dig and research and actually like search endlessly online for these movies and when they're going to be available and how you can illegally pirate them and it's a lot of work and fall is just like the casual winter i feel like
0: yeah yeah so i mean yeah the studio movies that we're gonna be talking about are all definitely major releases when we get towards the end we're gonna rifle through some of the quick shots of indies and everything And those are the ones that you're talking about are gonna be a little harder to find some of them are just limited release but uh hopefully they're good so um anyway let's get started you guys ready Mm -hmm. yep cool so the first big movie that comes out this fall is it uh, it comes out September 8th. It was directed by Andy Muschietti. It's based upon the popular Stephen King novel and a remake of the 1990 Tommy Lee Wallace miniseries starring Tim Curry. Tim Curry was iconic as Pennywise, and now we have Bill Sarsgaard as Pennywise.
1: Um, so why are we looking forward to this movie, Derek? Um, it's kind of weird, like, because I hear nothing but bad things about the miniseries. But, like... Uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise is, like, one of the most, seems, like, in my head, it's one of the most iconic figures in film. Like, that's one of the things that, especially in Halloween season stuff, when things start getting scary, like, that's something that always pops back up into my memory. It's just, like, the image of his, like, terrifying face and yeah. just that performance. I mean,
0: I remember that movie. I watched it a couple years ago, and Tim Curry is amazing in it. But everything else in that movie is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I'm hoping that it's just they kind of recreate that scariness with the clown, the creepiness, the thing that gets under your skin, but just with better everything. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I just hope the kids are better. I hope they recapture that 80s nostalgia, kind of like Stranger Things.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing that this film has going for it is that the trailer was really, really good. I mean, it broke, like, YouTube trailer records for its first 24 hours online, but, you know, I've seen it a handful of times, and it definitely got me excited for this film that I otherwise would have no real reason to go see. For
0: sure. Have you guys heard that trap remix of You'll Float Too"? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good and <laughs> scary. Look it up on YouTube. We'll link it in the show notes. That alone is worth uh, seeing
1: <laughs> the movie for. <laughs> I will say, like, I think for uh, film geeks, there's also a lot of excitement behind it just because Cary Fukunaga was involved in it for a very long time before he got handed off to Andy Muschietti.
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so I think his name just carries a lot of weight nowadays. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so
0: the next movie, the next major movie that's coming out is Mother. <laughs> Sorry, I said it like that because there's an exclamation mark in the name. That comes out September 15th. It's written and directed by Darren Aronofsky, who's also done movies like Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, Black Swan. It stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Brandon, why are we looking forward to this movie?
2: Looking forward to this movie because Darren Aronofsky was, back in high school, one of the first filmmakers that really got me kind of into experimental film, like David Lynch and kind of that like whole crowd of very interesting Super confusing, trippy films, Um, though I am a little bit nervous for this movie just because I saw Noah, and to me it was a complete wreck of a film. But the trailer for this looks like he's going back to his roots, and he's going back to a much smaller contained story, and he's going to like direct the hell out of each scene. And so I can't wait to go see that. I'll probably be seeing it this week.
1: Yeah, definitely... I know you guys are much bigger Darren Aronofsky fans than me. I haven't seen as many of his films, but I've seen, you know, Requiem for a Dream and The Fountain. And both of those are, like, crazy as fuck and, like, unforgettable films. And it felt like Noah was kind of just, like, his branch into, I don't know, if he just got offered a lot of money or he just wanted to try making, like, a big blockbuster I think but... Noah was actually a passion project for him. Really? I think, like, yeah, I think it was a deeply held
0: passion project for him. Oh. And I actually think Mother might be, like, a like fallout of Noah did not go over well. Right. So I think Mother might be a retaliation to that, kind of. <laughs> Noah didn't work out the way they wanted it to, so yeah. I think Mother is this crazy, intense, confusing, messed up, uh, horrifying experience of a movie. At least that's what the early buzz is. Yeah. I'm very excited about this movie, and uh, I mean, the marketing itself is very trippy and confusing. I don't think anyone really knows what this movie is about, so it should be really
2: interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I just hope he can cast all his like Noah-shackled past behind him and move forward with the good old Darren Aronofsky well-known love.
0: So uh, the next movie is uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. That comes out September 22nd. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn. It's starring Colin Firth, Julianne Moore, Taron Egerton, Mark Strong, Halle Berry, Chan Tatum, Jeff Bridges, and Elton John. Wow, that's that's kind (laughs) of a crazy cast.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Derek, why are we looking forward to this movie?
1: Well, The First Kingsman was a huge hit. Uh, I think it was pretty well-received critically, and it seems like it was kind of just that revamp of the action movie that everyone wanted to see. I know, like, I feel like we all kind of had mixed reactions. I've been a really big Matthew Fawn fan for a long time, so I was really excited to go see it. And I think I really liked probably, like, 85% of it. So I'm not willing to, like, bash it or, like, say it was a bad movie or anything. But there was stuff I didn't like, but I think it was all pretty small stuff. Like, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see, like, his crazy... You know, the way he does his fight scenes, his action scenes are... They have an energy that's really unique to him. Brandon, what say you?
2: I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first Kingsman, uh, though I am a big fan of Matthew Vaughn. And he does have a really great action aesthetic. um, And he also is a very competent filmmaker. So I think at the worst, this sequel is still going to look and feel good. It's just a matter if he can make the script come together in the end and step it up a notch from the last one.
1: Yeah.
0: Great. Cool. So, the next big movie that's coming out is actually a sequel uh, to a classic sci-fi movie, Blade Runner 2049. It comes out October 6th. It's directed by Denis Villeneuve, starring Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Dave Bautista, Robin Wright, and Jared Leto. Um, it's actually shot, uh, it's important to say, I think, because it's shot by Roger Deakins, who's one of the best cinematographers in the game. Brandon, what do you think about this movie?
2: Yeah, the fact that Roger Deakins is the cinematographer on this film makes all the difference. I mean, that probably steps up my excitement like 50 percent, even though I am a massive um, Denis Villeneuve fan with Prisoners and his film last year, Arrival, which was on my top 10 list. He is an incredible director that has everything going for him. And this is like kind of the perfect fit, especially with Ridley Scott still there in the background producing it. I saw Blade Runner way back in early high school, and this is one of the sci-fi, important sci-fi films that I know I need to rewatch again. Um, so in the next few weeks, I'll be sitting down and turning this back on and revisiting it to get prepared for the sequel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't see Blade Runner actually until this year. I saw it probably six months ago. And I loved it. Uh, it was really, really great. It was a beautiful film.
2: Um, I know it's really great, but is it the best, like it's supposed to be?
0: I mean, that's that's a hard question. I, I probably wouldn't say it's the best sci-fi movie ever. I'd probably put a few others in front of it, but what I love about it is that it's like a film noir. It's like a throwback to the you know, 1950s kind of crime dramas that were dark and nihilistic, and beautifully shot for their time. And Blade Runner was had that same kind of style of the nihilistic city, the rain falling, the the caper solving the crime. And I guess I'm I'm hoping that Blade Runner 2049 is the same kind of thing. I mean, we know it's going to be a beautiful movie that might be worthwhile to see at the IMAX or at Cinerama. I just hope that um, I just hope that the story comes together and is a worthwhile sequel. Derek, what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I second everything you just said. Um, Arrival was my number one movie last year. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited to see, like, this is coming out so, so, like, quickly after Arrival. So it's definitely something that he's been working on for a very long time. And I can't think of any other director working today that I'd feel more comfortable with tackling this movie. He has that control to not, you know, overextend, like, outside of what needs to happen like i feel the original blade runner was such a integral you know release in the sci-fi genre in american sci-fi at least i think it's really big shoes to fill and i think like of the people working today he's the right person to step in those shoes i don't i don't see him like taking it off in some weird direction that is going to feel disingenuous the only thing that worries me is that it is like almost 3 hours long uh-huh. which could be good or bad. Generally, I tend to like when movies are shorter. I feel like they're able to create a tighter story. And I hope that this running time still allows them to do that. I hope it doesn't get too out of control. The, anything. the
2: three hours doesn't bother me at, in the slightest in these hands. Um, I, we also forgot to bring up Sicario, uh, which was the second to last film he came out with. Shot by Roger Deakins as well. And that movie was in the top three in 2015 when it came out. Um this is absolutely probably the best director of this decade.
1: Wait, so he's come out with a movie every year for the last 3 years? Apparently yes. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, the 3 hours doesn't really bother me either as long as like like I wouldn't mind a meandering slow 3 hour movie as long as it's beautiful
1: and the story comes together. So, I agree, but I think the original kind of meanders a little bit and it's like almost an hour shorter which version
2: (laughs) i guess i think i watched the director's
1: cut i was told to watch the director's cut so that's what i
2: watched yeah i need to do research on which cut i'm going to be watching uh, in a couple weeks
0: cool anyway so on october 27th suburbicon that's a movie directed by george clooney and written by the coen brothers it stars matt damon Julianne moore noah jupe and oscar isaac uh brandon why are we excited about this movie
2: um, funny you asked me that, because I'm actually not excited about this movie. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one who saw Monuments Men a handful of years ago. I didn't see Which it. was George Clooney's last film he directed. Um, that movie was terrible. And after some of his other movies, like Good Night and Good Luck, I was really excited for Monuments Men but it did not come together and I really hated it. So this Suburbicon I'm a bit suspicious of, but I did not know that the Coen brothers were so involved with it. So that is a big plus for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I I haven't seen the Monuments Men, but I mean, for me, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Good Night and Good Luck and the Ides of Arts were all really good movies. And with Coen Brothers, I don't know if you guys have even seen the trailer for this movie, but mm-hmm. it looks like a Coen Brothers movie. It's yeah. like got that satire of the suburbs kind of vibe where everything seems peaceful, but there's like a violent underbelly. It's, you know, dark comedy that the Coens are totally known for. And, you know, I'm all about anything Coen Brothers. I mean, I have high hopes for it. Um, probably not the highest of hopes just because it could it could be a little weird
2: that trailer but... is like super quirky yeah
1: yeah i think
2: so, i mean is it fair to say that
1: george clooney is practically an honorary Cohen brother at this point like he's worked with them so much i feel like this has got to be a pretty like behind the scenes a pretty tight-knit group of people making it i feel yeah. like they're probably gonna have a very big influence on it and i think that'll probably bring out the best in george clooney too yeah which we know he's got a good you know, he's got that in him somewhere. It's just been a while since he's nailed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and even with Hail Caesar, like that movie kind of had mixed re- mixed reviews. I personally really loved it. It wasn't what people were expecting. And I kind of feel have a feeling that's kind of what's going to happen with this one. I feel like it's going to be really quirky and pretty weird, but I, just, I think it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah. Cool. Agreed.
0: Cool. So the next movie um, coming out... Is Thor Ragnarok. That's released on November 3rd. It's directed by Taco Waikiki and stars Tom Gunderson, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, Tessa Thompson, Mark Ruffalo, and Anthony Hopkins. Derek, why are we looking forward to Thor Ragnarok? Sorry,
1: it's Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I don't know where you What'd I say? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Gundleston? <laughs> Sorry. i'm reading
0: off of our i'm reading off of our page and just uh i don't know how i definitely know who tom hiddleston is i've actually read it thinking who is this person
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a ridiculously good cast (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) so i'm really excited for thor ragnarok this is going to be like the i mean we have one more movie before infinity war begins Yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to be Black Panther in between here. But from what it sounds like, this is going to be the movie that sets up, like, what's really... Or at least sets everything in motion for what's going to be happening come Infinity War. And so it's going to be kind of the beginning of the end for this, like, 22 movie saga we've been watching for the last... I don't know how long it's been. Like, six years or something? Seven years? It's been a while. So And Taika Waititi's doing it, which is another... Like, we said before like there's just another great you know creative choice to put behind this movie and it looks like marvel's going to continue its trend of bringing something new to the table again yeah i mean he's a very stylish director like no
0: matter what it's going to be interesting just because he's on board coming from what we do in the shadows and hunt for wilder people that that movie's going to have a very distinct style to it brandon you're a big fan of his right
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved his last two movies and even Flight of the Concords on HBO. Yeah, this is a really small indie director being thrown into a giant blockbuster. But after seeing the visual style of the trailer that's online, it looks really, really amazing. And this is probably the most excited I've been for MCU film in a while.
0: Yeah, for me, it's interesting because like, I'm not so into the other Thor movies, in fact, I would probably, they're probably two of my least favorite MCU movies. Yeah. But this one looks really interesting. It looks, based upon the trailer, it looks like there's real stakes. Like he might be in danger for summer. He's captured. His hammer is destroyed in the trailer. I, f- I just feel like there's real stakes in this one. And also, I, I'm just loving where the MCU is at. Like they're at a point where the characters are just overlapping and can appear in each other's movies. And that's the stuff I really care about just the characters interacting with each other like derek said we've been following these people for so long it's fun when they're just kind of chilling out and hanging out with each other and so that scene in the trailer where i mean thor is going to fight hulk on another planet so i don't know if it's gonna be shades of the planet hulk storyline or what but it just
1: it looks really 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 fun and these character interactions get more and more rewarding with every film too Like We haven't seen Thor or the Hulk since uh, Age of Ultron, if I'm not mistaken. So that's been a couple years now uh, removed. So it's going to be exciting to see what they've been doing in the meantime and uh, where the future of the MCU is going to be going. Okay, so the next movie that comes out is Justice League.
0: It's coming out November 17th. It's directed by Zack Snyder. The reshoots by Joss Whedon after Zack Snyder stepped away. I think he just was reshooting and doing the post-production. But anyway, it stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, Amy Adams, Ray Fisher, Willem Dafoe, and all the other people, lists of people that are in the DC EU. Why are we
1: looking forward to this movie? Derek, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, I want to say, I guess Joss Whedon's been involved enough that they're actually going to be crediting him as a writer on the movie, too. Oh. Um, I don't know if that has to do with all the reshoots. I heard that he was actually involved uh, post-Wonder Woman in, like, their—well, I mean, post-BVS in their kind of revamp of where this movie was going to be going. Okay. So that definitely just—the Whedon factor uh, gets me a little bit more excited about the movie. I know he did the first two Avengers movies. Which are both pretty good. I like them both a lot, especially the first Avengers movies. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like a Star Wars movie. You know, it's like a it's a really big deal to me.
0: So. Yeah, I agree. When they finally all come together, and yeah. Justice League should have that same thing going on for it. Like the Justice League is assembling. I mean, these are like the gods: yeah. Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. They're coming together. It should be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. But we're skeptical, right? Yeah. yeah
2: very skeptical.
0: Brandon, why are we skeptical?
2: I have really little faith in this movie, Um, and clearly that's coming from Zack Snyder's last two flops in my book with his other DC films. Granted, the trailer came out before Joss Whedon took over, but the trailer for this film does not look good. It looks like a cluttered CGI mess of a movie, and my god, it is so long.
1: How long is it? it's like sending you up for a joke
2: <laughs> i will tell you how long it is if you just give me once it is two hours and 50 minutes long that is going to ruin this movie that is absurd on the positive side before i move on i guess i just i want to say that i am actually really excited to see ezra miller in this film this is such a interesting role for him to play like i'm a big fan of his even back in like the perks of being a wildflower he kind of like uh stole the show in that movie. He also did a great job in Trainwreck and Fantastic Beast: Where to Find Him. He just has a really different way about him that he brings to each of his roles. And so I'm pretty excited to see how he pulls off the Flash in this movie.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about the tonal shift, you know, because BVS and Man for Seal were so dark and gritty and Wonder Woman came out. It still had that kind of gray palette at some parts, but it was. A, we talked about it in our last episode. It's much more upbeat and hopeful of a movie. And we all know that they went and reshot a lot of Justice League. I wonder if they changed the tone at all after the success of Wonder Woman. If they gave her a bigger role, or if they added more humor, or or what. And also, I wonder if. By changing the tone, if they did that, if that's going to, you know, make the movie cohesive, if if the movie's going to flow together, or if it's going to be a mismatch of tonal shifts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, their movies aren't that pretty. Like, they're not very... Brandon called it a CGI mess or something, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, Wonder Woman is definitely the best-looking one, but like you said, it still has that gray kind of, like, everything's toned down. And I don't expect that to change at all. I think that's kind of their style that they've set in now. But I think what could save it is what uh, you mentioned uh, on one of our other podcasts about just needing to be heroic, like make these heroes actual heroes and like people we can root for and relate to because we can with all of them. We know that's possible. It's just whether or not they decide to put that in the movie. Because they've chose not to in the last three, you know, outside of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah.
0: Anyways, so now we're at the section where those are all of our major blockbusters that are coming out. We're going to quickly go through some of the indies that are coming out. Not all of these are going to have major releases. They might not be at your local theater, but they might come to the smaller indies that are around. We're just going to spit them out really
1: quick. Um, Derek, you got the first one. Yeah. Uh, on Friday the 13th in October, Happy Death Day comes out, which is another Blumhouse film. And I'm really excited about it because it's basically Groundhog's Day where this girl gets murdered at the end of every day. So she gets killed and she wakes up and she li- you know lives her day knowing that she's going to die by this uh, crazy knife wielding murderer at the end of the day no matter what and so it's kind of like a quest for her to figure out who her killer is and try to stop it from happening so she can go on with her life and i don't know to me that's just like the funnest idea like i can't believe this movie doesn't exist already there's just so many creative things you can do it there's for like a horror movie i don't for me that's like the most exciting concept i've heard of in a really long time so i'm really excited to check that movie out
2: yeah i'm excited about that too um Another movie that comes out October fifth, early in the fall, is this film called *The Florida Project* by the director Sean Baker. This is going to be his second film. His first one is *Tangerine*, which was a tiny film that really exploded. Um, is all shot like in LA, and it's kind of notable for it being shot only on iPhone cameras. But I saw this film and it is really good. This director is someone to look out for. And the trailer for this film, The Florida Project, is amazing. It is like super vibrant and colorful. And it's starring this like six-year-old girl as the main character. Um, And all of it takes place in like this rundown hotel in Florida. I think it's going to be a really great emotional movie. Nice. Sweet.
0: Uh, Another one that's coming out October 13th. Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. it's a biopic about the creator of Wonder Woman I, I really don't know too much about this movie except it's screened at TIFF and it's coming out with some strong buzz and just based on how much America loved the Wonder Woman movie that came out earlier this year it has the potential to kind of
1: strike a similar chord <clears throat> another movie coming out we got on October 20th is The Snowman <laughs> directed by thomas alfredson who also directed let the right one in and tinker taylor soldier spy it looks like a very like david fincher-esque uh murder mystery starring michael fassbender i don't know the trailer is just really intense and it looks like it's going to hit a lot of those uh similar notes and i'm excited to check it out that one definitely looks
0: interesting Another one is coming out October 27th. This one's a limited release one, so might even be coming out later than that. But it's called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's a psychological thriller by Yargos Lanthimos. I'm definitely saying his name wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he's the guy who directed Dogtooth and the Lobster, two movies that were totally experimental and very interesting. I don't really know too much about this movie other than Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman star in it, and um, it's supposed to be pretty twisted.
2: Wow, two movies in two years? That's really great. He's on a roll. So another movie I'm really looking forward to, it comes out October 20th, is this film called Wonderstruck. It's directed by Todd Haynes, which he directed a small film last year called Certain Women, Um, He also did the Oscar-nominated Carol and the Bob Dylan film from 2007, I'm Not There. He's a really, really great director, and he also is on a big role right now. Um, His last films have come out one year apart only. Um, This film will be released by Amazon Studios, and it's going to be starring Julianne Moore and Michelle Williams. Yeah, I bet this will be a big Oscar contender for sure. I just saw the trailers today and it looks amazing.
0: Cool, I didn't hear that one, but I'm a big fan of I'm Not There. That's one of my favorite movies. I wanted to bring up a movie called The Square. It's a Swedish film. It's a satirical drama directed by Ruben Östlund. He directed another movie called Force Majeure. This one stars Klaas Bang, Elizabeth Moss, and Dominic West. McNulty from The Wire. So, you know, that gets me excited, anything with McNulty. Anyway, this movie won the Palme d'Or at Cannes and is screened at TIFF. It just has some serious buzz around it. I saw the trailer, it looks really interesting. That gets me excited. So, Brandon, what's next?
2: I don't know how I missed that film, um, The Square, because I usually follow uh, Cannes really closely. But yeah, that's super awesome. Uh film that's coming out uh, November 10th is this movie called Lady Bird. <laughs> the first film directed by the actor Greta Gerwitch. Um, She is really amazing and she starred in um, some Noah Baumbach films, Frances Ha and Mistress America. She is such a good actor and it'll be really interesting to see um, what she does with her directorial debut because it's been getting very good buzz at Toronto International Film Festival.
0: Thanks. Another movie I'm really excited about is called Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> a dark black comedy about a woman played by Frances McDermott who takes a stand against the local police after her daughter is murdered and there are no arrests. So basically she's just going up against the police and she puts up these billboards and the whole town gets upset with her, but she's just trying to get anything to happen. It's written and directed by Mari McDowell who did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, two movies that are, I think are super interesting.
1: So uh, that comes out November 10th. That movie sounds really cool. Like, <clears throat> I've I've never seen any of his movies, but for some reason, that director specifically, his movies in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, I see them pop up all over the place. I always have since they came out, just like at you know on like top ten lists and stuff. I know people just really love his work, so that's, yeah, that's a interesting movie to look forward to. Um, we also have Molly's Game. <laughs> Which is Aaron Sorkin, a famous writer. It's his first directorial film starring Jessica Chastain. And it's about a woman who runs an underground poker empire for Hollywood celebrities, athletes, and Russian mob. So we can expect a lot of very quick, quick, witty dialogue being shot around. And he always makes really fun. He he can make just like conversations really exciting. He wrote The Social Network, which is probably my favorite. Uh, He wrote Moneyball. Which uh, I loved so much. Like, it made me want to get into watching baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But I really like that movie a lot. It's really good. <laughs> and he did the Steve Jobs movie that came out a couple years ago with Michael Fassbender, which was probably my least favorite. He's, he's also done. done a lot of TV. Yeah. He did the, a couple HBO shows, like that one
0: with Jeff Bridges about the television network. Oh, yeah, the network in the West Wing, I think. Yeah, he was definitely West was of the West Wing. West Wing was his big,
1: big thing that he did. Yeah. But... Yeah,
0: should be good. Anyway, I also wanted to bring up The Darkest Hour. It's a British war film starring Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers for this movie, but Gary Oldman transformed into Winston Churchill. I mean, Gary Oldman often completely changes his appearance for movies, but man, he looks like a completely different person. It's mind-blowing. I mean, the movie hasn't come out yet, but oh my gosh, he has to be a front runner for best actor this year. Um, he just totally looks like Churchill, and the movie looks really, really good. I know there's a lot of buzz coming out of it out of TIFF and Tell Ride. so uh,
1: he's got to be a front runner, and the movie looks really, really good. Yeah, I've only seen pictures of it, but yeah, it's like a crazy transformation. <laughs> He looks like Winston Churchill.
0: I mean, we all know what Sirius black looks like.
1: Yeah. Serious black does not look like <laughs> Winston Churchill. Yeah.
0: But somehow he looks exactly <laughs> like Winston Churchill. It's amazing. <laughs> like I don't know if he gained a lot of weight or they just like put hella makeup on him, but the movie's good and the appearance matches the acting. We all know Gary Oldman's a good actor too. So if he is great in this movie and he also looks like Winston Churchill, I mean, he's a front runner for best actor. Yeah for sure mm-hmm. Anyway with that I think we're just about ready to wrap it up um, Our next episode that we're going to do Is our summer movie rager results episode That'll be coming out a week after this Anyway so Brandon where can we find you online
2: You can find me at Letterboxd um, Under my name Brandon Bowlby And also on my Twitter account At Beb727 Okay
1: Derek what about you uh, You can find me at Letterbox at ChickenTack And on Twitter at ChickenTack Cool. I'm Nick Moffitt. I'm on Twitter at
0: Moffman23 and letterboxed under my name, Nick Moffitt. So, you know, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to like us and subscribe to us on iTunes, and you'll get the episodes right when we post them. Also, like us on Facebook, podcasting with friends. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, enjoy the fall movie season. Woo!